Hi ladies, my name is Angelica Stanley and I want to welcome you to Wow Valley Daily. This is the 10 a.m. Connection segment and I am so excited to have you part of this great and awesome adventure. The journey has been, let's just say, exciting. I am literally walking out the expression of excavation, like from ashes to beauty. So I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. I welcome you. I love each and every single one of you. And if you have any questions about all of the new stuff coming in and what it is and how it does and how we roll with things and what we do, I am excited to say check out wildvalley.org. You can find what we do in the community. You can find uh, how we provide services in the community. And you can also see the team of ladies that have collectively been sent and drawn. And God is so good and so gracious. And he is faithful. And his word never returns void to help build kingdom, calm, territory, and salvation for his people. In Jesus' name. I love you all and welcome to the behind the scenes of how Well Valley is rooted, founded in grace because we lead by our scars in Jesus name. It's Angelica I'm back again. I'm actually just chilling in my car. My son is taking a nap. He's in those growth stages and just kind of working with it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, so I this week's topic is heavy on my heart, mostly because it's about so the month of January's topic is love. And so love And last week was resiliency, and this week is love and reflection. And I just played the Michael Jackson song, just a snippet of it. I encourage you to go check it out. Like, pause it right now. Like, pause the podcast and Google Michael Jackson. It's from the Bad album, right? Like, and Man in the Mirror, and just listen to it. And I just, I grew up, I'm a 90s kid, kind of just grew up understanding 80s 90s with my dad and stuff like that but I remember listening to this song and my dad just listening to it and it was kind of like my dad listened to music to kind of orchestrate and to kind of like just let us his kids know my brother and I know like what he was going through so as as a young as a a woman now I look back and it's like oh that's what that you know so it's just amazing to like reflect on music and then right now at a point in our life where you know, I'm in a journey myself and reflecting about who I am and what I do and what God has called me to do and what he's, you know, what he's working on in me. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be, I'm far from it. One of the best adventures is, um, in my life right now is being 31 years old and looking at my life and saying, you know what? 20 was a significance in my life. The twenties, like my 20s were just so I mean it catapulted me to my 30s like I'm not even joking (laughs) and just it's just amazing so because we're on the topic of reflection I am just so blessed to be able to describe to you the importance of let's just talk about the definition of reflection And in the women's group, if you're part of the Well Valley Daily Women's Group, if you're not, I encourage you to like us on Facebook, Well Valley. And um, once you answer the questions, we kind of scope you out, see who you is. No, I'm just kidding. No, but for real. Uh, (laughs) Once we kind of identify you and we build a relationship and we kind of get to see who you are, we add you to the group and all that great stuff. So I want to talk to you about basically reflection and what that is and because the month of January is love reflection is 
basically the throwing back of a body or surface of light, heat, or sound without absorbing it. So the reflection of light. The synonyms include sending back, throwing back, casting back, mirroring, backscattering. The example sentence states, the colors seen in soap bubbles are caused by reflection of light. Now, this is just from a Google quick search, um, Google, Google the world reflection. And I just want to stay on the color scene, seen in soap bubbles are caused by reflection of light. A while back in the Well Valley Daily group, I posted a video and I did the cool little video, like the filter of, it was the like the rainbow, right? And I just completely loved it because I was just cleaning my house and doing stuff. It was over the New Year's, over the holiday, the break from Christmas to New Year's and kind of the week where like business was still shut down and stuff like that because I think it was before the 7th when the world came back to life, January 7th, anyways. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um... So that's how it happens in the States anyways. But so basically that video, it was God had just put on my heart and I encourage you to go to the group and check it out. But God had put on my heart, you know, what if everybody were to be viewed as how I view them? And he kept like, I kept seeing like a rainbow, but not like a rainbow, like, Ooh, my lucky charms. Like, no, I don't see it like that. Like what I see is literally like a prism of just color like when he shows me things it's literally and I'll just see like the world in different colors and so I share that with you because it's my journey how God communicates with me and how I see things and so I'm literally in my kitchen and I have the broom in my hand and my son is just you know being my son <laughs> we're just hanging out and I'm literally talking to my broom because like I have conversations in my kitchen while I'm cleaning with God. I'm like, you know, God, like, are you telling me that if how amazing it would be if everyone just saw the colors of the rainbow as like our soul, like the vibrance of what we reflect, like our spirit, you know, like in the new Testament, it talks about, you know, the discernment of spirits and identifying spirits and who is who and things like that. And knowing, you know, good fruits and negative fruits. So because the topic is love, <laughs> We're talking literally about love as in Galatians 5, 16 through 26, specifically focused on the fruits of the spirit. So the rest of the, the rest of the year for the 10 a.m. connection, every month is going to be focusing on a specific fruit. Well, this month is love. And so when I was praying and just meditating about things, God was just, you know, really bringing revelation and just growth and understanding and what color means certain things you know to me when I look at love I think of red and I think of purple and I think of I, I basically think of all the colors I think of green I think of orange I think of yellow I think of just Roy G. Biv right so <laughs> that's the colors of those are the colors of the rainbow but that's literally what I think of and for in the Bible, it says, you know, love is the greatest of them all. And so I'm like, wow, like, God, are you really saying like we are to be the essence of love, like your love and people are to look at us and see our spirit in all the colors and in our actions, what are the fruits? So love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and just all of the fruits that pretty much are a game changer for how we represent ourselves in this world. And so I, I don't know. I just kind of feel that we live this day looking at a reflection and is it the reflection that the world has given us? So like Going back to the definition, the colors seen in soap bubbles are caused by reflection of light. Are, is the way the world seen us how the world needs us to be seen? Or are we being seen by, or are we being seen by the way God sees us? Because God, you know, in Genesis 1, he created light. Like, so 
light. He spoke light. He created light, synergy, energy, just everything. And so if we are to be a like the reflection of light of who he is, he made us in his image. Are we being bubbles of this world or bubbles for Jesus? Like just to be silly, right? And so I don't know. That's kind of just been on my heart. And I, I don't know. What do you think? Like send your questions or actually, yeah, send your answers. Actually, like my question to you is, are you living your reflection like your life, the reflection of what you see based on this world? And how are you living it in this world? Like, how are you? Because I do it too. Like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, I struggle, struggle, excuse me, I struggle every day with identifying, like, when I get into new situations, like, oh, I get nervous and I get anxious and I get all of these different things that happen. And I'm like, oh, somebody's looking at me or this is happening. Or what if I say the wrong thing? I'm going to be a fool and da, da, da. That's the world. Like, that's literally like, and, but when I walk in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, because I, I believe and I know, I know he guards my heart and my mind uh, because he told me so. Like, I, I heard it. I seen it. I know it. He confirmed it. <laughs> like, it's just, anyways. But so when I walk in that, I, I, I believe that I'm reflecting the image that God has portrayed for me and what he has called me to be as far as you know, the fragment of light or the light that he has given. Because if, you know, by the stars, he knows them all by name and we're his children. We all have him. We all have like his light, his spirit is in us. The Holy Spirit, you know, thank God for just, you know, just sending his son. And as hard as it was for him to just give us the opportunity to be the reflection that he needs to be. So in a roundabout way, In the Michael Jackson song, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Are you starting with you? Like, are you looking at yourself? Now, I know that's kind of crazy because this world wants us to like blame everybody and, you know, oh, my life is this way because of this or, you know, my mom this and my dad this and my brother this and my aunt this and my uncle that. That's the devil. That's just the devil trying to get at you and bump his gums because he ain't got nothing else better to do in your life because strife and stress and struggle and uncertainty and confusion and all of this. And then, you know, oh, I need to have this. My favorite one is when this is this is the one that I ask God all the time to identify for me. When my pride kicks up, how much love am I sacrificing for that person? When my pride kicks up, how much love am I sacrificing for that person? Because God sent his son, you know, to just walk in life and just to be a flesh and live without sin and to die on a cross for me. So when my pride exceeds love, how much love am I sacrificing? Like, and I say sacrifice as in like, do I even have the right? Do I even have the right to disrespect the love of somebody by taking my pride and expecting my pride to be something more than love. Like, do I even have the right? And the reason I say that is because sacrifice is defined as an act of slaughtering an animal or person or surrendering, surrendering a possession of an offering to God or to a divine or supernatural figure. So if I take up my pride like, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Like, I send me a message. Like, let's have a conversation about this. I'm totally about learning and growing. But the way I'm saying this and the way that God is talking to me is if I take up my pride, God don't want, he wants us to give him his pride to lay it on, lay it down, like lay it down, right? Like get rid of it so he can clean it. He can excavate it out of us. But at that point, how much, if I'm, if I'm in a conversation with somebody 
Okay, so imagine this. Me and you at our coffee shop, we're having a conversation. And I come at you and I'm like, oh, yes, girl, this and this and me, 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 me. And I start saying all the I stuff that I have done in my life. My pride gets in the way. My this gets in all of that. My pride gets in the way. Am I truly loving? Like, am I loving? Am I walking out my fruits? Am I walking in love? Is that a reflection of what love is? Because Jesus was love. He sat at a well with a woman and had a conversation with her. And the lady didn't, I mean, the Samaritan woman didn't even know who he was. Like he straight up said, if you knew who you, who I was, you would ask and I would give you an everlasting drink. Like I would give you water. You would never thirst again, woman. Like if you only knew. So my point is and how I'm having a conversation with God right now is are you offering to God the best of you or are you offering to God the worst of you in all honesty for me I think it's a balance if I, if I truly look at my reflection and I look at myself, like, God, I give you jealousy, envy, idolatry. I, I, I lay those down at the foot of the cross, God. Like, I I can't. I That, that doesn't make me happy. It doesn't bring me joy. It sure doesn't show, represent love, the reflection of you. It sure doesn't have a reflection of joy. It sure doesn't have a reflection of peace and patience and gentleness and kindness and it it does not represent your fruits God and so what I'm leaning in and saying is how is this balance in our life when we look at our daily life are we walking in love and at the same time are we reflecting on how we're walking in love and does that reflection emulate or come as close to Jesus, our teacher, the Messiah, our savior, King Jesus, as close as we can. He's our example of how we are to love people. I fall short every single day, brothers and sisters, but I'm just here to share a little bit about my journey. I pray this blesses you. Um, It is Monday, so I thought, you know, I would just come on here and give a little bit of that. And we'll see what God has in store for tomorrow, for Tuesday. I have an idea what it's going to be, but I just, I'm going to pray about it. I always go to confirm certain things. So I want to transition real quick and end this opportunity with you. And this is kind of where God gave me. I am in Galatians 3 verse 19. And I encourage you to check it out. I'm not going to read it. I want you to, on your right now, just check out um, Galatians 3 verse 19. And how does it speak to you? And when I, I was, I was led by this, by the Holy Spirit. Like when, when you get a scripture, like you get the daily verse and you get all that stuff, read the entire chapter, like read the entire chapter, ask God to minister, to teach you, to give you revelation, ask, hear him. What is it that you need to get from the context? What is it? Because there's a whole story. You can't just pick in peace and prove, you know, this one man, I'm going to open this business account and I'm going to do this. Did God ordain that? Like, did God say, like, you can't, you can't pull a scripture and say, well, God told me to do it. It says here, but, and use the Bible. Like you can't, what I'm saying is you can't use it inappropriately. Okay. Like I'm just, I'm learning, like, I'm just learning, like we can't use it inappropriately. We have to divide the word according to God's will and God's will is written and it's also how he moves you to do it. So there are a lot of people in this world that move through the Bible in a different way and how we know is it's true and his word never returns void and that's what I'm learning. So if I'm wrong, please correct me. I'm all for growing and understanding, but I leave you on this Monday evening with Galatians 3 verse 19. I love you and may the grace of God lead you where he will always keep you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Tangible Tuesday, where I am recording um, pretty much a download that was given to me this morning. So today I want to go into, I'm going to give you a list of words, and we're going to walk through it. We're going to we're going to see how God leads us in this. Um, first off, I want to say, Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your wisdom. Um, through my journey this morning, I appreciate um, just the understanding and the guidance and the literature that you bring forth in this world for us to gain knowledge, for us to gain information to cultivate, spread our minds, grow our minds so that we can make room for for your glory, for who you are, who you need us to be. In the Proverbs 31 experience, it says uniquely Proverbs, people, and poetry. The person, Proverbs not only gives us insight into what wisdom is, but it uniquely prescribes the characteristics and qualities of a wise person. In order to make wise decisions, the person must possess wisdom, which is done through possessing certain qualities. The first quality is the wise person understands, then speaks what is good and right. The wise person carefully considers what they say because they know what is right. They speak truth, Proverbs 15, 23 and Proverbs 25, 11. Therefore, the wise person does not simply know what to say, but is acutely aware of when or if they should say it. Number two, the wise person is aware of the impact they make not only on themselves but on everyone. The way we interact and relate to others is incredibly important. Proverbs 1 20 through 33. The Proverbs 31 woman is known for her relationships with and investments in others. Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31. The opposite of wise communal living is foolish, selfish living. Number three, the wise person is always growing. They are aware of the need to develop and therefore seek out development in both understanding and discernment. Proverbs 1 and 2, 4 through 6. The wise person sees importance in the mundane and routine. Wisdom is often lived out in the ordinary and routine relationships, eating, drinking, work, sleep. The wise person considers all created things and determines to learn and grow by experience and observation. Proverbs 30 verses 24 through 31. I took this... Father, God, and my lessons this morning and the experience guide from Proverbs 31 Ministries, their study is the beginning of all wisdom. And you held that on my heart and you had me bookmark things. Father God, thank you for the growth and the understanding. I pray that this, the words of my mouth are yours and that you stop what is meant to be stopped and that is not of yours and that you advance the kingdom and how you need me to vessel what you need me to vessel i thank you for your time your mercy your love your grace and most of all the blood of jesus i thank you god in jesus name i pray amen so the first word today that i want you to write down is divine And as we look into what the word define means, I am sitting here just, I haven't looked at this, we're just going to roll with it. I am going to 
navigate this based on this is what God gave me this morning and it's interesting how as we draw closer to God he will give you the desires of your heart and part of the acronym for love in the workbooks for the month of January when we're focusing on love as the first fruit in Galatians 5, 16 through 26, the fruit to the spirit is leave your desires at the door. So when I say that, it's not leave your desires at the door in a sense that stop, like don't, don't what you want. What I'm saying when I say that is, and what I mean to say, and as I grow is God will give you the desires of your heart and what I believe in accordance to what he's commissioned you to do in this world. So for what I've been commissioned to do. So I say, leave my desires at the door. If my desires of this world and they're to not advance the kingdom of God, then I leave it at the door. Because in my home and in this house where I'm at in my office, in this house we serve the Lord. Therefore, if what I haven't, what desire I have in my heart that is not squared with God, I want to leave it behind and allow him to fill me with what he needs me to do. So with that, I want us to just enjoy and navigate this moment. So the definition of div- divine from the Google Dictionary is of from or like god or a god heroes with divine powers synonyms include godly godlike angelic seraphic saintly and the next informal definition is excellent delightful he had the most divine smile synonyms include lovely handsome beautiful good looking Prepossessing, charming, delightful, appealing, engaging, winsome, ravishing, gorgeous, bewitching. And the dated history form of the noun and the previous definitions or examples were adjectives, but as a noun, it's dated in as in reference to history, is a cleric or theologian. Theologian, clergyman, member of the clergy, churchman, churchwoman, clergy or cleric. Um, Ecclesiastic, um, Ecclesiastes, that's pretty awesome. Man of the cloth, man of God, holy man, holy woman, preacher, priest. And the second noun is providence or God. So the second word is prosper. And... When I, so I'm just Googling, I'm taking you on the journey. And the second word, prosper, is, let's see, the definition is, now it's pretty just, I don't know, (laughs) interesting, but it says the verb is succeed in material terms, be financially successful. Example in a sentence is, his business prospered, flourish physically, grow strong and healthy. Archaic means, and so the, his, the history of the word, um, make successful. God has wonderfully prospered his, this nation. What an awesome definition. The next word is growth. And considering that we are... Part of the 10 a.m. connection is us growing in who we are and growing in the manifestation of what God needs us to be through excavation. So clearing in short, clearing out all the ugly stuff, you know, submitting it to the foot of the cross to Jesus and allowing God to cleanse us with grace, mercy, and love and drawing into him and his word 
building a relationship with God so that he can lead us and guide us to clean, clean, clean us out so that we can receive what God needs to give to us. So growth is defined as the process of increasing in physical size, something that has grown or is growing. Growing, extension, widening, thickening, broadening, heightening, swelling, magnification, ballooning are just some um, definitions. The next word that was given is redemption. Now, think of the word redemption. Um, The quick definition as I search through Google Dictionary is the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. That's the point, right? That's what we lay our sins down at the cross for. That's what we navigate in. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm being, I haven't rehearsed none of this. I'm just going with the flow. Like, right out of prayer, this is what I'm going to give you. <laughs> he said, I said, okay. I said, yes, Father. So, As we look at divine prosper and growth, to be closer to God, to receive God, to understand, he wants us to prosper in him. He wants us to to be successful in his ways and what he's ordained our lives to be when he spoke to us in our mother's womb, when he spoke existence, the creation, conception. He wants us to grow into those things, to stretch and mold and manifest into what he needs us to be. And the redemption of that or the, in order to experience that before any of the greatness in being close to God, the action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil is important. I, um, I'm going to look more into that word. Um, I'm actually going to go into the Merriam-Webster dictionary being led to do that so the the act process or an instance of redeeming I think it's important for us to cumulate 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 it's one of the words is the word of the day but it's fitting perfect Accumulate, which is to gather or build up little by little. I believe it's important for us to culminate the step-by-step process or for us to gather and build up little by little, little the journey that God takes us on. I want you to think of it this way. If we were to jump into our full, our full notion of who we are called to be, if we were to just do leaps and bounds. Now, don't get me wrong. God can do it. Like God can make a way. He can, whoo. I mean, if that's ordained and if that's what he has on your life and you go from zero to 60 and then you have a season and then you go from 60 to 120 and then you just keep going and going, you know, um, cupeth overfloweth, you know, <laughs> um, Luke six, um, talks a lot about that. Um, I encourage you to read it, <laughs> but, and I just believe that it's important for us to stay in the present. And I think that's important with the 10 a.m. connection. If we, as I have a background in mental health counseling and I support mental health counselors, like I believe they are a blessing. And I just, I mean, I have a degree in it. I believe in it. I, I mean, I believe that. Jesus was the original counselor. Like he sat at the well with a woman. He knew her past. He talked about certain things without going into there. But even in the scriptures, in my relationship with God, I can discern through John 4, the conversation that he had with her, the spiritual, the connection that he had, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He was able to do therapy with her and dip into the well and talk to her in a certain language, in a way that he didn't necessarily have to express everything or she didn't have to say everything that she'd been through. He already knew for one, but she didn't know that he knew what he knew because he, she didn't know who he was. That's why he says, you know, if 
when he asked for you know water if you if you knew who who I was you you would you you, you would be asking for an everlasting drink and so that's important to remember in a sense that we don't necessarily know where we're going at times in our life we don't necessarily know the purpose of where we're going we don't necessarily we're walking out on water it's just amazing and important for us to be comfortable with being blind in a sense that think of those little blind steps as God taking you through journeys to gather or build up little by little because if you knew what you were gathering for one you would step into pride and when you step into pride you lose you step out of relationship with God which is love therefore you can't act in love right because you're leaning on your own understanding so in Proverbs 3 3 it says let love and faithfulness never leave you bind them around your neck write them on the tablet of your heart verse 4 says then you will win favor and good name in the sight of God and man so to me that that dis- that that discusses balance Proverbs 3 verse 5 says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding so when we lean on our own understanding we step out into pride and to solidify that in verse 6 of Proverbs 3 in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight so for me that's telling me Love and faithfulness go hand in hand. And love and faithfulness are one of the fruits, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. And because of that, when we bind those around our neck, for one, it's in wisdom. When we bind those around our neck and we write them on the tablet of our heart, verse 4, then we win favor and a good name in the sight of God because for one we're being obedient and because we're being obedient to God we find favor with man because he makes our he directs our path correct so trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding so why would I want to lean on my own understanding see this is where you know the enemy I don't want to give him to any credit but this is where the enemy will try to pull us out and lean on our own understanding and attack us with pride same as he did in the fall with how he would you know how the enemy reached out to I mean he 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 went for Eve you know what I mean and I'm only speaking from the woman perspective but he went for Eve because he saw a crack of how the enemy uses pride to attack women so in all ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight so had eve sat there on the rock with a serpent you know all of this and the apple dangling in front of her had she had remembered and reverted back discerned right discernment is the difference between one and two so we'll go into that in a little bit but i'll have the definition for you but the, def- the definition of good and evil, being able to discern in your mind, I know better. And so think of it as God on one end and the enemy on the other in your head, like sitting on your shoulders, you know, the little cartoon characters. And when that happens, it's literally like hearing the still small voice. The enemy will scream and shout and shout and shout and do things quick. He'll, he'll, he'll make things seem in your mind or in that second. Like it's like God, because he, he tries to act like him, right? He's a false God. He just tries to, you know, emulate God and he can't ever do it. So that's the reason why he gets so frustrated when we bind love and faithfulness around our neck and we write them on the tablet of our heart because at that point it allows us to be in the presence of God and discern and hear that still small voice I want you to picture this my my mom told me this a long time ago and it always stuck with me the first person to raise their voice in an argument loses think about that A counseling technique that I used with couples a couple of times were 
they would start arguing and rules would say, don't allow them to argue. Don't allow them to argue. Why are you allowing them to argue? And it's like, don't get me wrong, boundaries and things like that. But I believed in the full effect. I needed to see exactly how they communicate. I needed to get in the trenches with them. I needed to be able to, I I can't speak to somebody about their behavior if I've never seen their actual behavior. Because there's always two sides to ones. There's three sides. Well, four sides in that perspective. There's the husband, there's the wife, there's the counselor, and then there's God's. <laughs> okay, so that's you have to be able to culminate gather and build up little by little the scenario and then lay out the pieces in order for an individual to have choice so the argument was between the husband and the wife and the husband raised his voice shouting 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 she shut down okay Well, in that sense, I engaged in the conversation with him and I allowed him to keep his tone. I allowed him to stay there because I could have told him, you know, out of respect and I could have said certain things and, but I wasn't allowed to do that because all I did was maintain my posture. I stayed in the presence of love and faithfulness because God directed me. I stayed in that moment And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guards my heart and my mind. So he could shout, he could yell, he could say certain things, but my mind was staying focused on God. Therefore, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guards my heart and my mind. So my heart was fixated on, I had to be in alignment. He couldn't take me out of there. So because he couldn't take me out of alignment with fear, Right. The gentleman was trying to place fear because he could he got broke down his wife. So now he had to come at me. Okay, so he was coming at me. And I I know it's kind of I'm talking about this and it's just I don't God's just leading me to talk about it. But it's amazing how at that moment, looking back now, when my mom said the first person to raise their voice loses an argument, I stayed in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that guarded my heart and my mind, I kept asking him the same question. Is this fear helping you? He would scream and scream and scream and scream. And I said, again, is this fear helping you? I would scream. He would scream and scream and scream and scream. Is this fear helping you? Now, in my outbursts, in my anger, growing up in my past and what things that I've walked through, there were times where I was the woman, okay? Right? So this is before I had the clients or, you know, the, you know, I would step into a moment and I reflect back like when I would shout and scream out of anger, it was fear of the enemy. My husband never raised his voice at me. Never ever I mean my husband like you you it takes a lot like to move my husband like for him to step out of it's amazing so my point is when I was asking him the question is this fear helping you every time what what I was so quiet and so engulfed in love and faithfulness because it was wrapped around my neck and written on the tablet of my heart that it gave me the peace of God that surpasses all understanding that he was captivated by the fact that he couldn't move me so that draw that drew attention to my voice my tone of voice my presence the fact that he was feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit even though he was out of it I was at the well with him okay And at that moment, at that moment in time, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't tell him anything, but ask him a question and give him the opportunity as a grown man, as a human being to make a choice. Is this fear helping you? So I want to transition into excavation. God is leading me to transition into the word excavation, and I'm going to stay in the Merriam Dictionary. Um, yeah, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And I have, I have um, used this word in our journals and things of such. So, 
Basically, it says the action or process of excavating, a cavity formed by cutting, digging, or scooping. Examples of excavation in a sentence include about 1,000 skeletons have been found since excavations began at Pompeii in the 1700s, but this man's skeleton was the first one found in at least a decade, said Massimo Osana, the general director of archaeological, archaeological parks of Pompeii. The next example in a sentence says, the team led by the U.S. National Park Service's David Bustos used aerial photography to spot the tracks and then selected a few groups for careful excavation and study. Now, history and basically the history of the word borrowed from the Latin excavation, excavatio, from excavare to hollow out, excavate is to form a hollowing out, to dig out and remove, to expose, to view by or as if by digging away a covering. Excavate the remains of a temple. So that's awesome because God refers to, we're, we're temples, right? And so in this instance, when for myself, okay, I'm giving the personal example as a female. And then I gave an earlier example of the gentleman. Um, that's a male and female situation. I had to expose certain things of myself, okay? Digging away. It's almost like love and faithfulness dug out that fear so that the remains of the temple were excavated because our bodies are temples for Christ, right? The Holy Spirit. So that as it was dug out in love and faithfulness and just sitting at the well with an individual in love, how my husband loved on me. And how with a wife present, now mind you, in respects, I'm mirroring things for, for her. I'm being an example because of things that she had personally gone through, okay? So I'm helping her at the same time as I'm helping him. And believe it or not, their relationship flourished in a sense that they learned a different way of communication, you know, by strengthening her and knowing that you don't have to rise up and be in his face like how he is to you you're a woman okay speaking life to her proverbs 31 okay and that she's fearfully and wonderfully made those are the same things that i had to say to myself and that god spoke to me to excavate the remains of a temple allows the holy spirit to come in hmm. now i want to look into the word Listen, that's the next word that God gave me. And I'm staying in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. So, ladies and gentlemen, Listen, to pay attention to sound, listen to music, to hear something with thoughtful attention, give consideration, to be alert, to catch an expected sound. As a noun, it's defined as the, an act of listening. If you've ever been in a situation or even now, how many times did you drift away? And that's fine. Like, I'm not taking it personally, but that's kind of how our minds work if we struggle with listening in the flesh in the instance for in respects to how my mom said the first person to raise their voice in an argument loses there are times in my life with a personal reflection that when I raised my voice in an argument it was because I wasn't listening to the previous the sentences 
and the engagement prior to me raising my voice. What I was doing was I was premeditating how I was going to come back on the person, how I was going to hurt them, how I was going to attack them. My mind was already set up for an attack. It was fear-based. we're in transition to this next phase um i want to navigate you to writing down a list list of words list of words to end this start with the word understanding and then psalm 122 the entire psalm of 122 and i want you to specifically focus on the word prosperity And within Psalm 122, I would also like you to, I'd like you to focus and ask God what Psalm 122 verse 6 through 9 speak to on your heart. And then continuing on, I want you to look up the definition for enclosed The next word, discernment. The next word, prosper. Specifically, prosperity. And then I would like to end on this. I am going to read to you a bit of Proverbs 13. This is where God has led me to close on. Okay, so for Proverbs 13, I am going to close and I encourage you to read it and to take a look at it and see how God leads you in discernment, wisdom, knowledge. I want to focus on verses 22 and 23. I, so let's just read it and we'll end on this. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. A poor man's field may produce abundant food, but injustice sweeps it away. So what's on my heart to ask is, are we individuals who are preparing or yeah, preparing for the door to leave an inheritance for our children's children. Because that's what God has done. He's left us an inheritance. And if we look at Abraham, father of faith, we have access to that. Because that's our lineage. That's where we come from. God made that. It's manifested and rooted in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So I leave that on your heart and I hope that stays with you. And I leave you with Matthew verse five or Matthew five verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. I love you and I pray this blesses you and that love and your reflection shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. I love you and have a blessed day.